Good morning. Um, good morning. I'm just getting settled. I, <clears throat> couple things right off the bat. One is I decided I'm going to, I'm going to throw on a mic and throw on the camera whenever I can because I was listening to the audio of episode one and I was like, yikes, <clears throat> that's pretty bad. So I figured I should, I should make it up when possible. Um, I'm going to be reading off of notes for this episode, so I'm just going to be honest. My eyes are going to be over here and that might be weird for you, the camera, but we're figuring it out. Okay. Okay. Um, excited to chat today. So today I want to talk about, in the spirit of New Year's, I want to talk about discipline. I have had such a complicated relationship with discipline. Um, I feel like my brain is really not on. I'm like, do I just stop recording or do I keep going? Should I just keep going? Be authentic? See what happens? I'm pretty sure I actually say something very similar in the next episode too, which I actually recorded yesterday. We're figuring it out as we go. Okay, here's what I want to talk about today. Why is it so satisfying to think about and dream up plans of being super disciplined in the future but then when it comes time to do anything that requires even the teensiest amounts of teensiest amount of discipline it's the most unpleasant thing in the world and I have the most resistance to it ever that just I don't really like that um I don't really like that at all yeah so I was just reflecting on discipline overall and I, I've had, I realized I've had like three different stages of a relationship with discipline. There's phase one, phase two, and phase three, which is what we're in now. Phase one, let's, let me walk you through it. Maybe you can relate. Um, phase one, the toxic phase. I, oh my gosh, we're about to get deep. I think we're about to get deep. <laughs> I've like alluded to this stuff on Instagram and even in, in last episodes, um, last season's podcast, but I have never talked this freely before about it online. So cheers to new things. <laughs> new year, new me, as they say. Okay. I guess I should start with a little content warning religious trauma, disordered eating. I think we're going to touch on both of those in this episode. So if that's not for you today, skip this episode. Um, okay. Looking at my notes, phase one, toxic phase. So for thinking back to like as early as I can remember up through mm, 25, I'm 30 now. So almost 31. Um, so the majority of my life, maybe it's more like from as early as I can remember to like early twenties, not quite 25. 
I spent so much of my life in a state of fear. Everything was fear-based. And this made discipline almost... uh, Discipline became my means for survival, or so I thought at the time. So discipline was almost like synonymous with survival. Like it was very much a necessity. It wasn't even a question of if I was going to be disciplined. It was like, we're doing this because we have to do this. Um, and again, it was really all rooted in fear. It was like fear of being left behind, of not keeping up with my peers, fear of failure, and the big one, fear of hell. <laughs> um, so I would say... I mean, everything, I kind of operated from this place of fear for everything. So, like, obviously younger, it was school, extracurriculars, sports, um, all things. These were all things that were, like, very important in my circle growing up. And I just so badly, um, I didn't want to fall behind or be, like, left behind, honestly. Um, My group of friends in high school who, whom? whom I love and adore and admire so immensely. (laughs) Um, They are so smart and they were so smart. And I think they were, I don't know if they would consciously say this, but I feel like we were all pretty achievement oriented. Maybe that's, maybe I'm misspeaking, but I feel like we naturally... uh, really went after things in in school as opposed to just coasting um so yeah I really wanted to keep up it was like I do not think this would have happened had I not kept up in the sense of like doing all the extracurriculars and sports but I think I was scared of like losing my friends or something um which was completely not um I don't think that was a valid fear but I operated from that place anyway and the big one was fear of hell as I mentioned so I grew up super religious and disclaimers always disclaimers I don't want to knock religion for everybody I don't think Christianity or Catholicism is always harmful Um, I can't speak to anyone else's experience but my own and for me the version of God that I understood to be true was now in hindsight an abusive god (laughs) so I was literally so scared but also in love with this god growing up and I was constantly scared that I was going to go to hell like really really for real scared of for real hell um so that drove a lot of my discipline um, in terms of like being a good person and a good girl and trying to even to try to get good grades. Like not that I, I guess I thought God would like potentially send me to hell for anything that was like less than perfect or less than what I thought was perfect to him. Um, so, yeah, I was really nervous that if I didn't do things right. I would be punished 
um, by God and would be sent to hell. So that was driving my discipline and um, everything was rooted in this fear of burning for all eternity. And so you will probably be unsurprised to hear that it was actually quite easy to be disciplined in this phase because when you're literally like scared for your life, you get shit done. You keep running pretty quick. So I guess that was good in the sense that I, you know, you know, I probably shouldn't even say that was good. (laughs) I'm like dismissing it. Um, No worries. No worries that I spent most of my childhood terrified. Um, But yeah, I I mean, that's that's really what we would call the consequences of religious trauma or religious harm, um, amongst other things. So, yeah, I, I still remember I had a planner, a planner each year which I just bought myself another one actually, like a similar planner to what I would get growing up, just like target planner. But I would map out my days by the minute, like, I don't know, 5 a.m. to 5.15, wake up and put on clothes and jewelry, which I set out the night before. 5.15 to 5.45, shower, put on makeup. Well, I guess that doesn't make sense if I already put my clothes on. You get what I'm saying? Like every moment of the day was scheduled to a T until bedtime, which was like obviously very late. Um, And yeah, I would check everything off as the days went by. And at the end of the year, it was very satisfying to like flip back through all the pages and see like everything crossed off meticulously. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a miracle I didn't like burn out sooner sooner because that was just a lot of discipline all the time and always acting and always following through on these things that I said I would do. Hi, this is Bibs from the future here. I just had a flashback after recording this episode to my parents and other people asking me to do things and me not being able to deliver. So I just wanted to clarify because I feel like I made it sound like anytime I put my mind to something, I always did it. But I did, I mean, I I do feel like I did a lot and specifically the goals and the things I decided to be disciplined on and that were important to me. Um, I generally was pretty good at following through on but there were things that were asked of me by others that I wasn't always able to deliver on which I think just speaks to like my own limited capacity as a human and also my prioritization of the things that mattered most to me and anytime I wouldn't accomplish something that I told myself I would do I was like determined to be disciplined to do it was horrible like major shame spiral major like just like kind of berating myself for failing and like being a piece of shit this is so intense I I should say like I've done years of therapy on this I I (laughs) I'm in a different phase now um I'm okay and if you can relate to any of that I'm really sorry and if you can't don't worry I'm good now (laughs) okay second iteration of this relationship with discipline I recently heard um I think it was Lola Wright if you don't know Lola she used to lead um Bodhi Spiritual Center in Chicago 
great, great spot that is no longer open. But anyway, Lola is is awesome. Um, a bit of a Chicago legend, I feel like. She recently said in her Instagram, in one of her Instagram stories, remember that pendulums swing. And tr- truer words have never been spoken because I swung that discipline pendulum so hard. I went from so disciplined about everything, never missing, almost never missing, uh, almost never not following through on the things I promised myself I would do, to totally the opposite, just pure love, self-love, gentle love, being so soft with myself, and pendulums swing, and sometimes they need to swing, and in this case, my my pendulum... My pendulum needed to swing. I needed to kind of go the other extreme of learning what it was like to be as not disciplined as possible in order to help me find more of a middle ground, which is, spoiler alert, this next phase that I'm currently in is trying to find that balance. So yeah, in this second phase, this love-filled phase I learned how to be soft I found inner child work I found parts work IFS and I learned how to not constantly like self-punish and live in this state of fear and just to share an example I I think I want to talk a little bit about um eating so disordered eating specifically so in this first phase that I touched on my eating was majorly fucked up. I like created all of these rules in my head for like good foods and bad foods and good portions versus bad portions and too much food versus the right amount of food. And like the right amount of food was like no food or not enough food. It was very unhealthy. But I would get in these horrible loops in the first phase of like restricting my eating over exercising trying to do the right thing the good thing and then of course I would experience backlash from my physical body being like dude we're starving you keep skipping breakfast and trying to like (laughs) spend hours on the Stairmaster while having heart palpitations like we're not okay Um, and then I'd be upset with my body and myself for like binging for example in in response to under nourishing myself which is a perfectly natural response, by the way. Maybe I should do an episode on food and, like, lessons learned there. Anyway, I uh, I would really just kind of, like, verbally and physically harm myself as it related to eating and working out. Um, and then when I didn't hold up my end of the deal, which was, like, being not human and not eating enough and over-exercising, I would just be so mean to myself. Um, But, um, hold on, I just, sorry, I will probably cut this part out. Actually, no, I won't because I'm really trying to edit as little as possible. So I wrote in my notes, pro tip, note to self, if you yell at yourself, your body will respond with resistance, especially when it comes to food. So if you struggle with binge eating, there is nearly always an emotional component. Go to therapy if you can. Um, But there's also 
a very big physical component. So in this first phase, like our bodies are designed to keep us alive. If we skip meals or eat meticulously portioned meals that aren't adequately nourishing our bodies, um, our brains are going to cause an uproar to literally keep us alive and like scream at us and make us eat. So that is what I was experiencing in phase one. Um, and that was very normal and I didn't realize it. And I, I like was shaming myself personally for just not being strong enough and not having enough willpower when I was in reality trying to override my own like biology's uh, survival instincts. So it was a losing battle from the start. But anyway, um, the, the beautiful thing was in the second phase, as an example with food, I was able to learn to eat things and just tell myself yes. Like, you can eat um, this is how I would talk to myself like so so gently so nurturing um I would almost like baby myself like directly speak to these younger parts of myself that were like crazy dieters um and I'd be like it's okay if you like tell me what you want what do you feel like (laughs) like you would talk to a little child um and I'd be like oh okay you want that cupcake or whatever (laughs) this is so weird to be like saying on camera um but I'd be like let's go let's have the cupcake and I would just remind myself like you can have as much as you want um as many cupcakes as you want as much sugar as you want as much food as you want and then in the beginning of that second iteration I would I would want a lot of sweets I would want a lot of food again my pendulum my pendulum was swinging why is that so funny to me um so you could argue I like overate, I guess, if you're looking at just like what my body needed for nourishment, but it was really necessary for my body to like re get regrounded and remember and trust me again that I was going to feed myself enough and that I wasn't going to need to enter this like feeling of starving or survival mode um, again. So eventually my body kind of evened out and was like oh I only want one cupcake I don't want three or whatever I was doing when I was first beginning to like take away those food restrictions um which then leads me to this third iteration which I'm kind of in now um where my body eventually found this balance at least as it relates to food so now thankfully when I want to eat something it's I usually don't have like outrageous cravings because I'm not like undernourishing myself or underfeeding myself on a day-to-day basis. I will say every so often, if I want to or need to, if I go to reach for something that I, for whatever reason, don't want to eat, maybe I know it's going to make me feel sick or whatever. Um, I don't focus on weight at all. Like I, I never eat or not eat something to try to um, lose weight or or gain weight. I just weight is a byproduct of like anything everything I don't care I just want to be healthy um this is really turning into like a disordered eating food podcast um but now if I come up come into contact with a food that I want but I know isn't good for me for whatever reason it's gonna it's gonna give me a bellyache for example I am able to exercise discipline and lovingly refrain um but it's not rooted in this place of like sheer fear or berating myself um so that's the the my my little food story which has a happy ending 
the thing I'm struggling with now in this third phase is that natural kind of balance and discipline has translated has not translated to all areas of my life unfortunately I was hoping it would sort of naturally um, seep its way into all areas of my life as it relates to um, everything work movement um, responding to text messages (laughs) but unfortunately it seems I'm only very good at being healthily disciplined when it comes to food Um, and an area that I'm really struggling with right now um, and that I'm like actively learning how to improve is social media so I am really shitty at being disciplined or I don't even I feel like I'm like speaking that into existence I am learning to be better about discipline with social media. Um, little reframe there. I'm, I, I sort of like, once my relationship with food healed, I was like, okay, any minute now, my relationship with everything else will heal. My relationship with social media will heal and I'll be able to like be healthily disciplined with social media. No. And, and of course we know that's never happening because social media is designed to be addictive. It's never going to not be addictive. Most of us know at this point, even the act of scrolling on Instagram or on any of these platforms is designed to mirror uh, a slot machine and that kind of like uh, dopamine hit dopamine, right? Um, <laughs> I know what dopamine is. It's not just a buzzword that I'm repeating right now. Um, so that that's kind of what I'm realizing and I think other areas of my life are similar in the sense that like I'm not always going to fall into this natural rhythm of like healthy discipline um so that's what I'm thinking about what I really want in this next year is to create more content than I consume I don't need to consume zero content I don't need to take it to the extreme but I I do want to exercise discipline and create more than I consume and lately I just am in this bad rhythm of like scrolling just fucking scrolling and like wasting my life away and I don't care for it (laughs) so here are the things that I've tried that like haven't really worked um I've tried uh so I tried putting like a 15 minute cap on my time my Instagram time like through the iPhone you can set like the time limits doesn't work at all turns out um my fingers are really good at clicking the ignore for 15 more minutes button so it literally does nothing I just I've gotten used to now clicking the ignore button anytime I want to go on Instagram and similarly I tried like removing the app from my home screen turns out I'm really good at searching for it in my apps bummer um I also did then kind of go go to the next level of deleting the app anytime that I wasn't actively posting something and then I would literally re-download it re-log in if I if and when I wanted to post something this the problem there I guess the benefit was I was removing the temptation altogether so there wasn't really even a need for discipline I guess unless aside from the discipline of like refraining from re-downloading the app when I didn't want to post something but that's what I'm realizing is like removing the need for discipline is not healing your relationship with discipline that's it's it's a band-aid solution you know what I mean so if I were to keep the app downloaded which is what I would really like to do I don't want to have to fucking delete 
the app, re-download the app, re-login. Um, every time I want to post something, especially because I want to create more this year, as you may remember, um, I want to post more this year. This would, of course, though, require an actual exercising of discipline <laughs> as opposed to remo- removing the temptation altogether. So that is tricky. Um, another thing that I've tried is I mute almost everybody's stories on Instagram. Um, but of course, I just I'll just then like search for the people that I whose story I want to watch and then I'll watch it, which is creepy. <laughs> um, side note, my entire homepage right now. I want to know what, <laughs> what is your like for you page right now? My for you page or my homepage on Instagram is literally it's all how to know if you have autism, <laughs> like all those little like carousels and it's just mixed in with like Jennifer and Aniston, Jennifer Aniston, like photo shoots and um, interviews. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. It's been like weirder before, so I'll take it. But anyway, back on track, I'm thinking that I want to try to actually exercise discipline or find at least a smaller temptation with social media um, as opposed to removing the temptation all, all together. So I, I'm like, I don't know what that looks like. Maybe I keep the app downloaded, but I just log out when I'm not posting something. But even that, I'm like, dude, I should be able to stay logged in and like trust myself enough to not fucking click on the little Instagram app and scroll my life away. But sometimes I really struggle to do that. Like I'm actually not able to do that. So I, I'm still figuring out. I'm still figuring it out. I did recently read um, on Substack, actually. Um, I can post the Substack article. Um, Jenny of The Space Between, who is now in New York and used to be in Chicago, she posted something about an app that limits your time on certain certain other apps social media apps and I think I'm gonna probably give that a try the downside there is I can't just post on a whim like if I want to share little like vlog content of my daily life anyway it's something to look into um and I can link to it if you're interested in that as well so yeah that's what I'm thinking about this year I really want to heal my relationship with social media continue to heal my relationship with discipline um I guess I I just I'm still confused like what do you do when your willpower runs out you know like I know I already know I'm I'm like very much jumping on this like new year energy which I actually love as I said in the beginning I find it really enjoyable to set goals and plan to be disciplined But I'm just already anticipating, like, once the end of January rolls around and all this New Year energy has worn off. And I'm just like, oh, fuck it. What's a little time on Instagram? What's the harm? Um, And, like, my willpower is kind of running low. What do I do then? Like, I guess then, like, is there more willpower that I can tap into that I'm not aware of? Like, maybe I think I have more of it than I do. Although I do know that it is like finite I recognize it as a thing that we eventually run out of um or like only have so much of as opposed to an infinite amount or is that the time to just remove the temptation once I've like 
if I really have run out of, um, run out of, um, I was going to say discipline, but, uh, motivation or willpower. That's my question. I'd love to know your thoughts. No pressure. I said in the first episode, um, you know, like, let me know how you're doing and I'll continue to do that and like ask you questions in these future episodes, but know that like, dude, you don't have to do anything. This is a fucking podcast. You get to consume and sit back and relax. But if you want to chat, DM me or whatever. And all the options are there. Um, I am actually really bad at getting back to DMs though and texts, which if you're close to me, you already know this and it's not personal and know that I will really enjoy reading whatever you tell me. (laughs) I guess that's another thing. What are your goals for this year? That's another thing I'm thinking about is I want to get better at Um, I don't even want to say I want to get better. I want to find a better system that works for me when it comes to text messages, DMs, emails, because I am, I'm a shit texter and I'm always going to be a shit texter. Like I, meaning I don't even want to be a good texter. And by good texter, I just mean like somebody that texts all the time, really reliably, reliably and gets back to you really quickly. Like I just, I... I don't enjoy the act of texting back and forth. I love to connect. I I love a phone call. I love an in-person hang. Um, but I guess I'm like, how can I communicate well with the people in my life and let them know, hey, here's what I'm able to offer as it relates to text messages. Like I've literally thought about maybe saying like, only text me to schedule a phone call or an in-person thing. But the thing is, now I'm like going back and forth. I do enjoy text sometimes and sometimes I enjoy voice memos. Hence why this podcast is like a thing because I'm like, I was leaving my friend's voice memos and I was like, I want to do that. But like voice memo out into the ether. So I guess that's not even true. I don't fully hate, hate text messages. I think I just don't like that. I don't have a good system. I feel constantly behind. I constantly have unread texts. I constantly have unread DMs. And it's like this to do that's always outstanding in my head. So oh my gosh, light bulb moment, discipline, I need discipline, I think it would be better if I just scheduled dedicated time each week or each day, each day is probably not even necessary, like, I could probably honestly carve out, like, 30 minutes twice a week, or, like, an hour once or twice a week, that is, like, text messaging time, and that's just, like, when people can expect to hear from me, I've thought of this before and I've just never implemented it. Why? Why? Um, I think the reality is this, the second iteration of discipline, relationship with discipline that I had, that was just so, so no discipline, so loving, so soft. It has kind of um, created so much distance between me and this first version of myself I had and this first relationship I had with discipline which as we know wasn't healthy but it's like I, I guess I I don't I almost don't believe that I am capable of being disciplined in a healthy way like because of my history and because of my ex- the experiences that I have had with discipline I know I do toxic discipline really well I know I do no discipline really well and I need to like in it's almost this is the thing about like trust like self-trust it's 
it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy one way or the other. I can tell I don't fully believe right now and trust that I'm capable of being well-disciplined, like healthily disciplined. And therefore, I'm having a hard time with it, like I believe. And I think if I almost focus less on trying to focus less on the action of being disciplined and focus more on like finding deep trust in myself and my ability to be disciplined that would like breed actual action as it relates to discipline and it's obviously going to be a mix because as we just talked about social I'm always going to want to be on social media I'm never going to just fully want to be super disciplined and I'm never going to have a weak moment that's not that's not reality but I I think I'm just like verbally processing this in in the moment clearly but I think that's like a big piece of the puzzle like a big key for me this year is like bro trust yourself trust that you are capable of not of not spending your life on social media um even with the app downloaded like maybe start there maybe you need to oh my god I said now I'm sounding so cheesy but like maybe you need to believe in yourself before you actually go do the thing you say you want to do like you need to believe you're you're capable of it um before you're able to do it and I know it's not always like that that's a little bit the reality is a little bit more nuanced because we may not always believe we're capable of something before we take the leap and try to do it. So I guess that's what is kind of like trippy about this is it's not black and white. It's nuanced. It's a little bit of like, it's, it's both cultivating the relationship of trust with yourself and cultivating the practice of discipline and actioning on that, um, like side by side at the same time. So I'm excited though. And I don't know how much of this is like just because of the new year energy. I because I always get excited around this time of year. I fucking love a good new planner. I love setting goals. I love all that shit. Um, oh my god, I've been talking so long. Okay, I think I'm gonna stop. I was gonna keep rambling, but I've already I I've long finished going through my notes. Um oh I guess my last the the last note, last two things I'll say is first no, three things. First, I don't know what to do with my hair. What should I do with my hair right now? <laughs> this morning I was like, do I put it up? But I don't really like, whatever. You don't need to know this. I'm figure. I'm on a hair journey. I'm on a discipline journey and I'm on a hair journey. I wanted you to know that, I guess. Second thing is I really do want to hire an editor um, sooner rather than later. So I said in my first episode, if you're an editor, if you know an editor, let me know. Because I think the other thing, it's almost like I'm looking for an editor, but also potentially a social media manager like a light light social media light social media manager um I just want to post content more consistently I want to repurpose old content um so if you're interested in that if you have experience not just with like editing audio and video podcasts but also um editing down those that that longer form content into reels and tiktoks hit me up um let's have a little chat and the third thing I was going to say is just uh, me voicing an insecurity which is I'm finding it's really hard even just the second episode in which actually this is the third episode that I recorded you'll see the next episode is the episode I recorded last time uh sorry yesterday um 
but I'm finding it really hard to do this. (laughs) I'm, I find so much of it so cringy and I find that like the perfectionist in me is thinking back to like the things I said in my last episode and I'm like, oh my God, I said that wrong. Like people are going to be mad at me. For example, I was like, um, thinking about what I was my hot take on the coaching industry and I was like oh no my what if like all my coach friends like think I'm talking about them and or think I'm like super ignorant and just kind of like and think I'm like talking about them or whatever I just was like spiraling on this idea and I was telling this to a friend on the phone and she was like Bibs what did she say she was like you cannot have an opinion and still be a friend to everyone and I was like (laughs) mic drop damn that's so true but also I really want everyone to love me and like me still (laughs) it's really too bad that that's not possible if I want to also have an opinion but for real I do hope at least my friends still like me and aren't like wanting to not be friends anymore because I really and truly was not speaking to them um I'm speaking to like yeah listen to the first episode I already talked about it I should stop I should stop no I want to stop I'm stopping (laughs) okay let me know if you have any thoughts on this episode any thoughts on discipline I hope you're doing well um love you bye also oh my gosh why do I forget this every time go share this with a friend please send them the link to this episode new year new me let's all talk about our problems with discipline or how good we are at being disciplined and sharing the podcast really helps me okay love you bye